It's one thing to, That's you know, what, try to wipe out somebody else's line. That's bad enough. Yeah. But your own line. That means nothing is sacred to you. Nothing is valuable to you. Not even your own people, your own blood brothers. Mm -hmm. It just it's, it's a it's a depth, you know, to attain to that that place where, for something as temporary as a kingdom, you're reigning in a kingdom. The idea that maybe it doesn't show that any of them even had any aspirations for what he had, but they just in case the, <laughs> thought, the thought crossed their mind and wipe them out. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very height of paranoia. If we look yeah. if we look at paranoia, one thing that you want to do is find out why. That's a question where why is very mm -hmm. important. Why was Je Jehoram, Jehoram right? Mm -hmm. Why was Jehoram paranoid? Well, who was his father? Jehoshaphat. Mm -hmm. Jehoshaphat had something that his grandfather, was a grandfather, Solomon, or great-grandfather had? Great-grandfather, I have to look at great, great. Perhaps great-great. Well, if, if uh, Jehoram's the fifth king of Judah, so his father was Jehoshaphat, the fourth king, so father, grandfather, great-grandfather, Solomon was, oh wait, no, that's not right. Yes, yeah, of Judah, of Judah. Anyway, the important part was, who would Jehoshaph, uh, Jehoram had something that Solomon had, which was wisdom. Uh, just Jehoshaphat had that, and part of that wisdom was to marry his son. With who? Who did? Who was Jehoram married to? He was married to the daughter. Of Ahab yeah. and oh, Jezebel. So he was married to the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. All of Je Jehoram's, his brothers and sisters, who were they? His siblings and stuff mm -hmm. and whatnot. He's tied to the royal family of Ahab. So remember at the end of Jehoshaphat's reign. At the end of Jehoshaphat's reign, what he's doing is we saw where he started off high and it kind of descended. And we can tell that not only because the Bible says that in his last days he was doing some pretty weird stuff. But we look at the, the psyche and the behavior of Jehoram. What was Jehoram doing? The Bible says that he was building the high places. Yeah. All right. And it wasn't like somebody influenced him behind his daddy's back because he was 33 or 32. The last verse says, uh, verse 20 says, 30 and two years old was he when he began to reign. So he wasn't a kid. He'd seen his father in action. He'd seen the good that his father had done. And then he did the opposite. So it wasn't like he was tricked into it. This was his choices. And he made those choices. But but when the people around you, when your close family now is the kids of Ahab and Jezebel, oh my goodness, Jehoshaphat goes north. Remember in uh, one or two chapters ago, he goes north, becomes friends with Ahab, tries to help him out in his war. Ahab dies, what, what not, and what, whatever. Ahab, uh, Jehoshaphat was 35 when he started. He reigned 25 years. 
Jehoshaphat was 32 when he started. How many years did he reign? Jehoram. Hmm? I'm sorry. Jehoram was 32 when he started. How many reigns, years did he reign? Eight years. What are we starting to see happen? We're seeing people, the kings coming in younger and ruling for shorter. Because when Jehoram comes back down to Judah, when he becomes king and everything, mind you, he's probably traveling up there, seeing all of Israel and whatnot. His dad was the great friends with Ahab, the, the king of Israel. When Jehoram starts to reign, he starts to make Judah look like Israel. The thought was with Jehoshaphat, I'll bring uh, my son in. I'll even marry him off with one of Ahab and Jezebel's Bell's daughters. What will happen is he'll be a new David. Maybe even we will re we'll be able to reunite the kingdoms. Perhaps even Israel and Judah can come back together through alliances. Maybe unification. You know, then we're one happy kingdom again. What's wrong with that idea? Oh my goodness, yes. He didn't you guys speak up. Though. He didn't talk to God first. Exactly. He didn't talk to God first. You know? And what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? That is uh Chronicles, second Chronicles. Corinthians. Why am I saying because we're in Chronicles? Chapter six. Second Corinthians chapter six. What communion has light with darkness? So even if we had a good plan, which we have seen constantly throughout uh, Chronicles, we've seen a lot of people with good plans, but they don't come to pass, at least not the way of the planner. Because for one thing, a lot of the times, what's that missing ingredient? They don't talk to God, they don't talk to God first. The success we saw with Jehoshaphat, the success, well, Jehoshaphat was because in almost everything, he would ask, what does God want? And even more than that, from the beginning all the way to the middle, it kept saying, but he prepared himself to seek after God. Mm -hmm. It didn't even say, oh, he did all this good stuff because he sought after God. He didn't just on a whim one day say, oh, God, hey, I'm going after God. Yeah. yeah. He prepared himself to go. You were talking about a journey earlier. Sometimes not trusting in God, but it can be, can be a journey moving from where you are if you don't trust to getting to where you do trust. That can be a journey. But getting to where you seek God, same thing. Sometimes that's a journey. And the Bible says that he prepared himself for that journey. And it's funny that it, it said it that way. So we see that he was paranoid. <laughs> he was paranoid. And the Bible says when he got strength, when he, uh, when, when he had made himself strong, this is around the fourth, fourth verse, when Jehos, Jehoram was risen up to the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself and slew all his brethren with the sword. And diverse also the princes of Israel. Oh my goodness. What does that mean? What does verse 4 mean right there? Who, who got killed? All of Jehoram's brothers. His brethren, okay. And some of the princes of Israel. So I guess that would be some of the, uh, uh, well, princes. Yeah. Kids yeah. of Ahab and yeah. Jezebel. It wasn't just that, that folks from that country might come over. 
is that folks from that country may have a claim in my country. Mm-hmm. And not that they were showing that, not that they were doing anything in that way. The Bible says here in chapter 3, I mean, verse 3, uh, Jehoshaphat gave his sons and daughters all kinds of things. They gave him, he gave them cities, fence cities, gave them gold, silver, all that good stuff. Precious things, fence cities in Judah. But the kingdom he gave to who? Jehoram. Because he was the firstborn. So, so you remember, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it made me think of the saying, you can't con a con man. Mm. One of the reasons for that is because a con man's always thinking conny. Mm. So if you, even if you say something without the intention, he's going to take a con man's intention for what you said and mm. be on guard all the time. It's like when people are guilty of certain things, anything that you say that reminds them of what they're guilty of, mm. well, what do you mean by that? I wasn't. I wasn't doing nothing. That's stuff kids say all the time. I wasn't doing nothing, and and you just walked into the room. It wasn't me. Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. Where are you, Adam? Rabies of the soul. I'm just asking you, you where you like are. I'm just asking where you are. Um. See what happened was we was you, you go into this whole thing because that guilt is. Is in you, it's going to it's gonna show itself some kind of way. Even the most masterful at suppressing it, it's gonna manifest itself some kind of way. You can look at some people, like you could tell they're lying. But they gotten so comfortable <laughs> with lying, you know, they have certain things. Even when you get used to doing that, there's something about a person who's not telling the truth, it just doesn't add up. Even if you think you're making other people believe it, somebody can discern when a lie is being told, mm-hmm. especially when they know the truth. Amen. So we see that we see that Jehoram is paranoid. We can see why, why now, or, or part of it at least, because he's been from the time of his first sibling being born, surrounded by the enemy, so to speak. And in his mind, they weren't just people that were in line for the throne or not just his father's children that could also be in line for the throne after him. But they were people that could take it from him. They had claims in his kingdom, but they also had claims in Israel. So he went and he wiped out all his brother. That was not cool. So as being paranoid, he goes out, he being Jehoram, how does he interact with Judah? What does he do as his policies? Is he following in the steps of his father, David, and Jehoshaphat and whatnot? Is he promoting the God of Israel? What is he doing? He building up idol worship places. He Look builds up Jeroboam. Yeah. Exactly. It says a Jeroboam all over again. Yeah. It said in um, the NIV version that he made Judah prostrate prostrate like prostitute themselves from God. Right. And that's in um around the eleventh or twelfth verse. Moreover he made high places, eleventh verse, in the mountains of Judah. He caused the inhabitants of Jehuda of Jerusalem to commit fornication and compelled Judah thereto. Now that's a big thing. What do you think they you think they meant when they said 
that he compelled Jerusalem to commit fornication and Judah thereto. What's he talking? What are you talking about there? It's like he's tempting them with idols. Mm. And he's building up idols. So that's like and luring them into idol worship. You know, and uh, kind of persuading them to be this uh, use the word unfaithful to God and say um, talk about fornication, you know, against God, and in court, call, causing them to be unfaithful to God, mm -hmm. which is what Jeroboam did. Is that all it is? Giving their heart to something other than God, mm -hmm. like in a relationship, if you're with somebody and then somebody else comes along. Well, you're you're in a relationship. You've committed yourself to this person, but you find a way to get through to another person, and then you end up giving them your heart because the time that you spend with them, and they understand me, and they they they're not like everyone else, and all of that may be true in your own mind, but they may have an agenda. And if they, especially if they know you're supposed to be in a relationship, they have no regard for you or for the relationship that you have. So you're giving your heart to someone who in the end is not going to be there for you. They don't, they don't regard you're supposed to be loyal to another person as important. Mm -hmm. if, you, if they find out that you're with someone else and say, oh, wait, 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 we can't do this then there's, there's a different mentality. Mm -hmm. But if they know it, then it's, it's an issue. When you set up places for other people to give their heart to another God, to worship, to give themselves to another God, you're setting them up to fornicate, to give their heart to something else where their heart should be with him. Yeah. Hmm. That's exactly what was happening because Jer Jer Jehoram brought down into Judah Baal worship. He brought it back and they, he established that's where the high places were and whatnot. He established these things and he, he didn't do in the, the way his father did. And there were some results for that. Now, what was the fornication? Exactly what you said. There was the spiritual fornication of causing... Um, God's people to give their hearts to somebody other than God, a spiritual fornication. In the Baal and pagan worship that he brought, there was also physical fornication. There was also lewdness in some of the ceremonies right, the that were gods. exactly with the sex gods and whatnot. So in all these ways, the commandments are being broken. You're not having, uh, thou shalt have no other God before me. Okay, there's another God before you. Just to make it so, in all ways possible, you're also committing adultery and fornication right here as part of your quote-unquote worship. All in one-stop shop. One-stop shop. You want to be evil? You don't got to go anywhere but here. So there were some consequences, and we're going to move through this a little bit quickly. One of the consequences to, to Jehoram's change with his... Uh, his attitude is in his, his closest of proximity to God. 
One of the consequences was maybe an unexpected one. Two places, Edom and uh, Libna. Two places. Also, Philistia. Mm -hmm. Because later, the this is, uh, and the Arabians. Okay, all over. So we have the Edomites, which are to the east of Judah and Jerusalem. Then we have the uh, Libnites, but I don't remember where they are. But I do remember why they revolted. The Bible says that uh, in the days of the Edomites revolted from under the dominion of Judah and made themselves a king in his days. Joram went forth with his princes and all his chariots. They rose up at night to smoke the Edomites, which compassed them in, and the captains of the chariots. What happened? He went into uh, Jer Jehoram went in to quell the rebellion, the rebellion of the Edomites. So what they did, they took their tra their chariots and all their their people that were going to go in and put down the rebellion of the Edomites. When they got over to the land of the Edomites, what happened? They found themselves surrounded. <laughs> it was not a battle they could win. They they lost them. 